Ari. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome to the My High Tensions podcast. Um, as you can see by the title of the podcast, I am high. <laughs> um, I took some edible. I took a edible. Um, I'm pretty fucked up right now. But I've been struggling with ADHD, um, undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's starting to make sense as I get older, then I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, and I've been using um, edibles to try to help, you know, mitigate the problem, Um, and whenever I take these edibles, I usually end up going on long intellectual tangents, whether it be with my friends with my boyfriend or whoever um, that I'm talking to at the moment while I'm high. So therefore, the podcast name I decided to go with was My High Tangents. Um, so yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. Um, I just want to preface the podcast with saying um, I am a black man. Um, so my frame of reference when I'm whenever I'm talking about a topic is really from the reference um and viewpoint of a black man well uh multifaceted um intersectionalities in my personality and um identity. So with that being said, again, most of my thoughts are gonna be coming from the perspective of me being black. So today's topic um, that I'm going to decide to do um, is something that I was watching a video on YouTube, which is usually what sparks all of these conversations. Um, But I was watching a couple of videos about um, basically the whole like alpha male kind of like um, man and what they expect out of women. And then also um, the expectations of um women on men. I always watch a lot of videos and those kind of things just because, and usually from the women's perspective, because I'm usually more surrounded by um, women unless I'm surrounded by gay people, but a lot of gay feminine um, men, whether you guys might know it or not, but they have similar perspectives as women just because that's usually where they get their um, influence and upbringing from is usually women. No shade. Um, but yes, uh, so I was watching a lot of videos about that. <laughs> Sorry, went on a tangent. You see, it goes with the title. Um, that's going to happen a lot, so excuse me. Um, my tangents can get a bit out of hand, but I just need to get thoughts out. And that's just what ADHD makes you do. You kind of just veer off. Either way, <laughs> I was watching those kind of videos, and it was dawning on me like basically the relationship between black men and black women and the perspectives on both sides um and what I think is kind of causing it is basically what I want to talk about today so from my perspective looking from the um perspective of I am a cis um black man but I'm um also well, I'm kind of on a journey of trying to figure out if I'm non-binary or not, uh, just because I don't really adhere to or believe in, um, like, gender, uh, like, basically genderizing things. Like, I don't believe in doing that. I believe that everybody is different, whether you're a man or, well, whether you're male or female, uh, and how you express yourself is going to be different for every individual person because none of us are the exact are the exact same person. Even identical twins, they're different in personality in some way usually. Um, but with that being said, I'm kind of teetering on whether I'm non-binary or not. It's still a journey I'm on. Either way, I wanted to um, get into like my viewpoint as. I'm going to say non-binary, black, also I'm pansexual, I'm not actually gay. Um, We can get into a whole um, episode and another time about pansexuality versus bisexuality and the perspectives of how everybody views that, but right now we're on a different topic. (laughs) But um, yeah, my perspective as a pansexual 
black, non-binary or gender non-conformant person, my perspectives looking in on, uh, I guess today I'll go ahead and talk about, I guess, the straight community instead of like the gay community, because the gay community um, as like black, like black queer people and um, specifically black queer men and black queer women have a different um, relationship than heterosexual men and heterosexual women. Like, the relationship between the two is just, it's very different. Um, but today, I'll go ahead and actually talk about my outside perspective looking in on the relationship between straight black men and straight black women. So here we go. <laughs> the longest introduction ever. I know. <laughs> but okay. So from the outside looking in, I will say that it's, it feels like there's just a lot of misunderstanding, um, willful ignorance at times, but just genuine, like, misunderstanding of each other um, when I look at the heterosexual relationship between men and women, like... There seems just to be a lot of misunderstanding and misinformation mixed in there. Because when I look at, like, specifically going into, like, what women want for men, most of the things women want for men are things that a regular person should have within them just to be a properly functioning human being. And I'm not talking about the financial stuff because that's another topic that I'm going to get into in this podcast. But more so on the like emotional exp- uh, expressive spectrum and like just wanting somebody to like open up and like be a full expression of themselves around you and not just something that's Stark? Is Stark the word? I think Stark might be the word. Um, or just like very strong all the time, almost stiff. Like women want men to actually loosen up. But then there is contradiction on the female side and the women like the side of women in general. Trans women as well, including this conversation. But I'm just going to stick to, um, I mean, actually, I could include trans, um, the trans women, like the trans um, women community in this, just because a lot of them do share the same perspective of a lot of cis hetero women. And I've actually noticed that a lot um, because I am usually around a lot of trans women. Well, I used to be at least. Um, not so much recently because I kind of stepped outside of the community just to focus on myself and all that. Because um, that our community can really suck you in um, and take up a lot of your attention from the time that you would be spending paying attention to yourself. Neither here nor there. But trans women usually do have a lot of the same like relationship expectations and ideologies that... Um, cisgender women do as well. Um, but I digress. For the most part, what women really want is just for men to open up. Straight men, heterosexual men, whether it be platonically, because you can open up platonically as well, or romantically. They want it in both kinds of relationships that they would have with a black man. Now, it seems like from what I'm understanding that black men are feeling like they are being emasculated by all of these expectations being thrusted upon them. Because for so long, black men didn't really have, um, women didn't really have 
enough power. Women always had a voice. Women always were saying, like, fighting for the rights that they do so deserve. Um, But at the same time, with that voice didn't always come the amount of power to make the changes that they wanted to see. Um, But as years have gone on, and now that we're in, like, newer generations where women have so many more rights, even though the rights that they do have, um, unfortunately, are not all the rights that they deserve, um, because they deserve equal rights, and that's across the world, because then a lot of places, the strides that um, Black women have been able to make um, in America after slavery and all of that stuff, like, and women in general, just the strides that women have been able to make in the United States are a privileged um, amount of like progress, even though the progress isn't where it should be. In other countries, women's rights are literally just not, they're almost non-existent, or they might as well be. Not might as well be because... The little rights that they do have, great, but like it, it get it gets really bad in other countries. So I, I just wanted to say that went off on another tangent. Sorry, <laughs> but when when men have not been, um, you shouldn't have to be forced, but when there was nobody holding men accountable. Uh, to treating women with respect and equality and fairness and equity, all those things. For a long time, nobody was basically making men do that. Um, and now that women have the power to start kind of reinforcing boundaries and... uh forcing men to give them respect through whether it be through law or just through the power that they have as individuals. Um, Cause there are pl- plenty of women that are out here bossing, like their bosses, like they have men working for them. And for a long time, men, that wasn't even a thought that men thought was going to, men thought would be possible. <laughs> um, honestly, I really think that it's not emasculating because, again, what women are asking for isn't something that a normal functioning, well, properly functioning human being shouldn't be able to do and show. But it feels emasculating to men because there is a woman, there are women telling them that this, like, we... Basically, there are women that are above them now, and they're being critiqued. And when you've never had to be critiqued before, critique can feel very much so more harsh than it really is. But it's just because you're not used to that. And for men always being um, propped up and like seen as the highest it's honestly feeling like men thought they were the highest form of human being but no shade all men are not made the same and some men i'm not saying men first of all men in general are just not the highest form of a human being in my personal opinion i do believe a woman is um that is my opinion and i'll get into why i say that and I don't even think it has to do with, um, like, genetic makeup and all that stuff. I don't think it's because of socialization. But I'll get into that. Um, men, they're not used to any of this critique of their the way they express their masculinity. Um, and when you're being critiqued about something that basically makes up most of men's like ambition 
And some straight men's entire personality feels like it's just based on the idea that they are a masculine straight man. And that kind of, it kind of ends there. And I'm not saying they don't have multifaceted um, personalities within them or um, aspects of their personalities within them. I'm just talking about the aspects of their personality that they choose to show most people and specifically what they choose to show black women. Um, they, you, they're, for a lot of black men, literally like a show of their personhood, not just their manhood, but their personhood um, is based off of a lot of just things that in reality are in a disregard to the feelings and the value of females. Like um, how many women that you've degraded or uh, how well you can degrade a woman, how many women you've had sex with and like fuck them over or did them wrong or did them dirty. How much, how, how much can you cheat before you get caught? Um, or like just going after women in very uh, predatory ways. Like all of those things are what's become at least the, at least the, um, the actions of what it means to be a man. And then there's internal things and like more like passive things like being able to be, um, well, I guess like the provider thing, protector, uh, and the leader are like, I would say what are like a lot of men's three main like things that they say are what makes you a man, um, being there to provide, protect, and lead. At the same time, while I do think those are good qualities to have, I think that a lot of times men just almost make that their entire ambition, but all of that is ambitions for people outside of you, like provide, lead, and protect. Those are all things that you're wanting to do for other people. But it's like, what are you wanting to do for your... Like, what ambitions do you have for your own, like, person? Like, you, yourself. I think that women are asking something of men that I don't think a lot of men know how to do. Just because of the socialization of men... Because a lot of times these these like traits of like how they show their masculinity and how they express it are learned behaviors. Um, because for us as black people, coming from being descendants of slaves, slavery that lasted hundreds of years with so much brutal violence and degradation, hatred, complete disrespect of one's person, body, mind, soul, all of that shit, spirituality, religion, all of that shit was disrespected, um, commodified. Our bodies were literally commodified. All of that. I think men being um, degraded in that way, specifically during that time, because there is an expectation. I I feel like there's always been expectation that men are supposed to be the protector and all this stuff. Protector specifically. Um, And with protector comes with a level of leadership and all that stuff. I think that's always been a general expectation put on men. Um, and I do think that part does come from like genetic like things because most men generally, and that's honestly 
that could be true or false. But a lot of men are um, more like muscular, uh, taller um, than women and all that stuff, which is why I can see why being a protector is an expectation of certain men. But not all men are built like that. There are a lot of men that aren't big and strong like other men, but they do have other things that they can provide. Um, and being a protector, just because you're small doesn't mean you can't be a protector also, because I know a lot of small, um, even like small, skinny gay men who will beat a bitch up, man or woman. I'm sorry. Now, I wonder, I do believe in men being able to defend themselves against women. I don't believe that a man should just run off and hit a woman. But if a woman tried, if a woman stepped to you knowing you were man, hit her like you would hit anybody else. That's my opinion. Either way, another tangent. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, with that being said, going through all that, like, slavery and all that stuff, I really feel like it had a lasting effect on, like, the the almost... Because I do believe it is good to be able to protect, provide, and lead. But I think all of that got put on like a level 10 for black men. Uh, and it got to the point where it became to the detriment of not only themselves, but women as well. And just our community in general as like black people. Um, because that is a... Like, all of those things are hard things to try to all take on by ourselves. To protect an entire family. But to be expected to protect. And this is, I say to be expected because, uh, there, like I was going to say earlier, there are a lot of women that do expect a lot of these, um, at, like, a lot of these things that are attributed to what it means to be a man in society today. A lot of women do reinforce those, even the parts of it that's toxic. Um, and that's just the truth of the bottom line. Like, that's just what it is. Um, but it is really hard to take on a lot of these things, all of these things by yourself. Like, again, being expected to protect an entire family and you doing it on, and do it on your own. Because men asking for help just... It does not, to them, it, I promise you, it does not seem like that's something that they can do or they're supposed to do, and they will never do it, a lot of men, um, because you're expected to do it all on your own, protect all on your own, provide on your own. A lot of times, men are expected to like be the breadwinner, um, and a lot of men um, expect themselves to be the breadwinner because that is what's reinforced to like be a man in our society. And it kind of comes from them seeing what basically white people they used to be are um slave owners and seeing I think generationally it carried down of just like the idea of like seeing what white pe- like white men are able to do, but though the way that they're able to like provide for a family in million dollar houses and stuff is because their ancestors and even them do shysty business. Their ancestors specifically fucking ran slave, like they ran slave plantations and shit. So yeah, they're going to be able to provide for an entire family alone because they are in circumstances where they can afford to do that. Unfortunately, after something like slavery and then Jim Crow and everything, it's not, it was never realistic for black men to be trying to be the provider for entire families with the way our economy was set up to fuck over black people in general. Like, just in general, black women and black men. But black men were targeted very specifically for them not to be able to work because they would get indicted with uh, fake charges and go to jail and wouldn't be able to get a lot of jobs or when um black people finally started getting fucking um government assistance there were literally laws saying like black women couldn't have a man in the house black women couldn't work but th- because they had to like have a certain low amount of income 
and a certain low amount of like help. So if you had a, a black man in the house, you wouldn't be able to get government assistance. But black people needed that shit. White people got it before us, by the way. Um, and white people benefited off of it. A lot of white people that were lower class, that's how a lot of white people got their families and ancestors were able to get to become um, middle class citizens and middle class working citizens because of government assistance. But when they gave it to black people, they literally started fucking with all the rules to like make our financial situations fucked. Um, but with that being said again, it has never been realistic in America for a black man to be providing for our entire family. Um, and then being a leader, being a leader, even if you are a leader, you need to be advised. Like leaders have counsel. Leaders have, um, what is the word? You get what I mean? Leaders have people that they turn to, even if they are a leader. Being a leader is just being the face, basically, is something. But there are whole organizations of people that are backing you to help you lead in any good leadership position. If you're in a leader, if you're like in a dictatorship where you don't really have to answer to anybody, in most dictatorships, their, their citizens are miserable because that is one person being able to call all the shots with no real uh, accountability to listen to anybody else. Well, any no nobody holding him accountable to listen to somebody else. Or just holding him accountable in general. In general. There's no one holding a dictator accountable. So they get to make rules based on how they feel with no counsel of anybody else. And they're ruling over millions of people. Now, that's on a large scale, but just imagine a black man running a family and he is the leader and he just wants his wife to cook clean and shut up and take care of the kids and, does, and doesn't give her an input of like what she wants or even what the kids want. When you have kids, y'all don't, a lot of black men who do have kids, a lot of times, now it's starting to change with the newer generations and I'm really happy to see that, but it's still, that's still far and few in between. Most black men, when they have kids, they don't talk to their kids about what their kids want, let alone talk to their wife. Um, and you know it's different, though, when it's black, when, when black men have little boys versus when they have little girls. They'll really take no dis. They'll really take no regard for what their daughter really like wants, other than like material things, because material things it goes into providing, which is the expectation of men. But in regards to like their emotional needs, their um, just like their emotional wants and needs, the men, it's almost like their fathers will disregard all of that because the pain of women does not matter when a man is expected to be the complete leader. And I'm not saying that's the way that it works with every um, heterosexual relationship, but I do know generally there is a saying that's like, a man is the head and like the woman is the neck and without the neck, the head can't turn. But at the end of the day, you're still putting the man at, the head. I think you both just share the entire. I think what would be most most like sufficient for not only just the black people situ like our situations, black people in America, but just in general for everybody. I feel like the man and woman should share the body as a whole and function it equally together in harmony and learn to work completely together in tandem to be able to function. And take care of everything together. Because I think women and men have the capability to do that. Now, do I think men have generally, usually have more of a physical capability than um, women? It's debatable. In some aspects, yes. But I mean just like in strength and endurance and in... um... Yeah, I get the point. (laughs) I would hope. I hope. But... And I do think it, in terms of like defending, 
I do think both parties can defend, but I think men and women just would defend in different ways. Um, either way, being expected to be a leader over a family and all of your opinions are the only ones that's being heard, that's unreasonable. <laughs> just like on a wider scale, if you were a dictatorship, dictator taking over and, uh, and ruling over an entire uh, country, that's unreasonable. <laughs> I mean, your situation is no different because you're not taking into account that you're, you're leading other people if you're going to be a leader. And with that being said, it is important to take other people's wants and needs into account when making decisions for said people. In most heterosexual relationships, Men do not want it. Men don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> like, they just don't want to hear it. Like, women are just expected to, again, cook, clean, have sex with you, take care of the kids, affirm everything that you do, and shut up other than that because you telling me something that you want makes me feel like I'm not. Basically, I feel like it just makes them feel like they're not doing their job. But I think they're taking on too much responsibility in general. And then when you try to take all the responsibility on yourself with somebody else who is a multifaceted person with multifaceted wants and needs tells you that they want to do something that will conflict with what you feel like you're expected to do, there's a disconnect. And I don't, I think that disconnect, I think that disconnect generally is on the fault of men, but I do think women have fault in that because at a certain point, I think women all, women all know that these things like, like being like a man being expected to like take care of like doing all those things alone. The privilege that women get because men are trying to take all of this off, all of these responsibilities onto themselves, I think that privilege is something that women enjoy too much. And I say that because... Whew. My mouth is dry, y'all. Give me one second while I drink some water. Ooh, we really could get caught now. Jesus. Okay, I'm back. Took my water. Women, just like black men have privileges as men still. Obviously, they're black men, so they don't have as much privileges as white men. But black men, I want y'all to realize y'all do have privilege. I have privilege as a black man. I have privilege as a black man who is more masculine passing and I guess more masculine presenting. Uh, versus a black man who is not as masculine presenting. Now, I'm not a masculine man, but I can pass off as more masculine based off, like, I'm just a, a, a cocky built guy. Like, that's just my build. I'm built like that. Um, but a lot of men are not. Um, but for straight men, they try to present themselves with just a complete air of, like, strong... Uh, will beat your ass at any moment. All that stuff. Like, they present themselves that way. And when you present yourself that way in a society that reaffirms any kind of showing and presentation of masculinity, um, you get a privilege there. <laughs> and I acknowledge my privilege there. Um, and a lot of black men don't want to see that, that they still have privileges as men. Um, either way... Women, you do get privileges for being, like black women, talking specifically, you and women in general, though, you get privilege for being a woman as well. And I want a lot of women to acknowledge that. But a lot of women do actually acknowledge that, but they feel like they have that privilege, rightfully so, because of the society that men have built around them. And that's like where they're see they that's where I've noticed a lot of like 
when black women see their trade-off with getting what they want while being, um, while being suppressed and like repressed by men in society. It's a trade-off <laughs> that they feel like if you get to like treat us like this, we get, we need to have something to return and we don't care how y'all feel. So take care of me, protect all of that stuff all by yourself. Since y'all built this world around us, this is how we're going to treat y'all. And I literally noticed that, that is the, that's the perspective of women in a lot of situations. Um, just from like talking to like my mom, friends, aunties, just all my life. I've, been, I've heard that because I've always been surrounded by women. Um, so I have that perspective of like literally hearing it constantly. Or even if it's not being said, it's it you can you you can you can see it. <laughs> like it's it's pretty obvious when that's the dynamic of the relationships that I see between black men and black women, um, romantically at least. But with that privilege, I think if I think where it started where it begins to conflict is women start to reaffirm that because it's almost like a I'ma just try to get the most out of the world that I got put into or like the situation I got put into um with a man. And when you do that, I think that also makes the matters like worse, not only in your situation but societally, because if that's what most women are doing, it's gonna have a societal impact. And I do believe that you generally have to be the change that you want to see, um, to see change. And I think if y'all are going to hold on to that privilege by, and then therefore reaffirm the act, like the toxic, like actions and the over, uh, over grabbing of all these responsibilities that like men are like doing, I just, I don't think there's ever going to be real, like, change and understanding, like, made because I think that's, like, where the disconnect lies directly between men and women. Neither one of us, well, I don't care. I'm not, I don't believe in all this stuff, but, like, neither women, black women and black men want to let go of the privileges that they get by upholding these standards in society that were never made for us in our situations. But it's because the blueprint that we were given was given to us by people that already knew that that wasn't going to work for us. And in any situation where they saw that because black people, we are fucking resilient, and we will find, if there's a will, we'll find a way. But throughout history, since the end of slavery, since Jim Crow, from literally just since we were forced here, <laughs> they have seen our ability to overcome all the fucked up shit that they put us through. But at the end of the day, they still hold the power and they're fully aware when we're coming out of like like when um the like the basic like the black renaissance when there were a whole bunch of like black businesses and all that stuff and we had our own banks and everything like we were really doing great they came in and destroyed all of our shit and murdered a whole bunch of us that were doing well basically what i'm trying to say is the blueprint that we were given was given to us by people that sabotaged us at every turn. And the blueprint that we were given wasn't even made for us in general. But we've, we were finding a way. We've, we find a way and they will literally fuck it up on purpose. Um, so while we're still adhering to their rules and expectations is what I'm not understanding. Well, I understand why it's happening. But it's just, I think we need to change that because if that's what we're constantly 
basing our realities off of. And it's, it wasn't built for us to succeed in, 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 in the beginning. It kind of feels a bit like insanity. Because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a change when there is no change. And I think this new generation that's coming up that I'm a part of, because um, I am a Gen Z? Gen I was born in 2000. These things confuse me. I think I'm Gen Z, though. But us as Gen, the Gen Z generation, I have noticed are embarking on their road to like reform and change that I truly believe that we need as a community to like actually move forward and really grow. Because again, I think we just need to realize that we were not put in a situation where, again, this blueprint was made for us to succeed while using it. And it's basically like playing a game of like putting a puzzle together with no instructions. And then every time you start to get like a fourth of the puzzle together because you spent years trying to figure out this huge puzzle. Think of like a million puzzle pieces. And you just, you starting to figure it out. And as soon as you start to figure it out, somebody comes and kicks all the pieces you put together and moves them all around the board and tells you to start over again. That's the situation we've been put in. While at the same time, being told that you have to stick to it this way. You have to put all the puzzle pieces together. And I have to keep kicking it over because that's just how it's supposed to be. It doesn't make sense. So how about we try something new? That's literally my only thing. Like these whole like generals and stuff. It's obviously not working for us. And it is by design. We are aware that of the design. Like we're, most of us at least are aware of the design. If you're not fully aware, you know something's wrong. <laughs> All of us as black people know something is wrong. And the ones that don't, they're fucking delusional. I'm sorry, you red hat Republicans who are black. I'm sorry, but am I? Not really. A lot of y'all are fucking delusional to think that nothing is wrong with how our system is built around black and brown people. I'm just going to say people of color because I find the whole black and brown thing weird because we're brown too. Uh, either way, black people and people of color, all of that. The system is set up very fucked up for us. Um, and with gender roles and how it's just, it's not feasible <laughs> for us to have men with all these responsibilities. And then with that also, women, there are plenty of women who when they tell their man that they like, let's say a woman at first was staying home with the kids and all that stuff, but she wants her career, like, especially like women that had a career before they had kids, or even like when men expect women to, uh, expect women to quit their jobs, when they get into a relationship, like, some men are really like that. Like, some men will really expect you to not have a job when you first get with, or like, when y'all first officially, like, start dating seriously. <clears throat> Oh, my throat. And it was a fucking um, ambulance outside. It was trying to make me, it was making me scream. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah. Men. 
taking all those responsibilities and then when a woman tells them like let's say like she wants to get her job like get a job get her a job it becomes a problem for the man and now they feel emasculated because she just wants to live a life outside of her family like you get to do but for them they see it as well I'm doing it because I got to I got to provide all this this and this and this and this and they're not wrong because that is an expectation that men have been like black men have been like forced to uphold and a lot of times choose to uphold but it's because of socialization that they think that that's what they're supposed to choose But women are that it's like, but you can it's not realistic to also expect a woman to not want to live basically a multifaceted life, like with other things outside of her family. Because like I said earlier, we all have multifaceted wants and needs that are layered based on our a socialization and experience in life. Both sides are asking for unrealistic things of the other. What I think this generation is doing is trying to find places to meet in the middle or just doing things to help understand the other side. Like I do notice a lot of like straight men starting to embrace their femininity. Now I'm going to do a whole nother episode about how I feel about the feminine and masculine thing. Cause I personally don't believe in that either. I don't believe in those kind of things. I think, I think about them as energy, but I don't place words on them. Uh, but I'll get into that in another episode. But there are a lot of straight men that are starting to embrace their femininity, which I think is beautiful. I think that it's beautiful. And women have, now it's not accepted everywhere, but it's more generalized, like acceptance compared to men embracing femininity. When women embrace masculinity, it's looked down upon in certain spaces, but in a lot of spaces, either people don't pay no mind to it or people embrace it and like encourage it. Because again, we live in a society where masculinity is prized, whether you're a female showing it as long as, as long as you try to, as long as like men have an expectation though, but like, okay, is that shit cool for you to be a tomboy? Or like, let's say like you're lesbian. Niggas, I'm going to just keep with the tomboy thing because the lesbian thing, a lot of times I do know men will try to like fucking rape studs because they try to take the masculinity out of them and that's fucking sick. But for like women that are just like tomboys, um, men like think that shit is like cute and sexy before y'all get in a relationship um, because low-key men are weirdly attracted to masculinity too because... It's almost like a fetish that they like cling on to of like, oh, masculinity, like I, that's what I want. And like, it's almost like, it almost becomes like sexualized to them. Um, and I'm not going to say that makes them gay. I just think it literally is like deranged socialization. Like it causes like, I think it just causes a lot of weird like psychological things. Um, but They'll, like, think it's sexy for a woman to do that before y'all get in a relationship, like, if y'all talking. Um, but as soon as y'all get in a relationship, a lot of men will expect a woman to, like, change. Like, now you can't be a tomboy because that's not what a nigga want. But it's not even like that's not what they want. Like, they'll, it, if you li- think about it, it's like, it's not not what they want. It's not what a nigga want, like what a nigga is supposed to want. It's an expectation there. It is unrealistic because if that is who that woman is, how are you going to tell her to change that all of a sudden now? Because 
that is the expectation of a woman in a relationship to be soft and feminine and submissive. But that's not who she is. Like, it'll literally be stuff like that. Like, it's unreasonable. It doesn't make sense. But it's because of expectations that we keep upholding that don't work for us. It don't work for them. It, it don't fucking work for white people either. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Like, maybe like... When you're like so like financially just wealthy that you, I don't know, like you're just so financially wealthy, like you don't have to worry about or like really care about how anybody else feels about your generals because you've kind of succeeded in the quote unquote American dream. But that is the American dream. I'm not going to take that away because America is fucking capitalistic. Um, and we've created a capitalistic society with built on people who have been made to have capitalistic ideologies. Um, but the American dream is literally like being like rich and wealthy, buying land and a home and raising a family with a wife and husband. Even over there, though, those marriages and families be fucked up because it does not like these expectations don't work across they don't work for anybody we just look at it as the perfect um scenario between like a covenant relationship between a man and a woman and how it looks on their end because to us they they're at a height that we're reaching to be even though i'm going to also do an episode on how I feel about capitalism. Um, I don't believe anybody should be like filthy rich and just hoarding money. I don't think that's like, I don't think, I just don't think that's cool. Like, I don't think that's a, cause it's like you could help so many people and you're just choosing not to, even though you can. And if you did, it would not affect you. Like, I think that's fucking wrong. Um, but we look to those relationships between like, rich white people and how their lives are set up and no shade psychologically that does something to you and that makes you want that um it makes you want the visual of it which is why i think a lot of black men go for white women when they get rich i do think that's what that's from um because the visual of that like growing up and seeing that in a place like america where they were once our fucking slave masters. Not like saying like then, like now, but like their ancestors, white people, who once fucking owned us. I think that really does something to not just the slaves that were in slavery, but for generations on down, all the way to us. I really think that affects us. And seeing that, from the outside looking in, it really makes me sad. Um, because I want so much better for us. Because we used to, we didn't used to live like this with all of these expectations. Um, I'm sure there was massage noir and like massage, like all that stuff. I'm sure it existed in Africa before colonialization, but I don't think we had, I'm, I'm sure, I know, we didn't have these, like, the extent of these kinds of, like, issues before colonialization, before Western um, ideologies, religions, and people came over and really ruined the stuff that we had going for us. Like, I know we have the capability to get back to where we were and even better. But I think in order to do that, we have to shift and change and unlearn all of the stuff that we have soaked in and taken in from living in a Western man's world, from living in a white man's world, basically is what I'm trying to say, a European ass world. I think we have to really sit down, unpack and unlearn that. Another video I'm going to make, I'm just really letting y'all know all the shit I'm going to do because it's all come to me and I want to say it in this video so I can reference all the things that I said I want to talk about next. 
And y'all let me know if y'all want to hear like what specific ones I said so far, like what I plan to do. Let me know what y'all want to hear next or which ones y'all want to hear and don't want to hear. Or um, give me suggestions of ones y'all want to hear. Um, but another video I'm going to do is um, unpacking the effect on Christianity, on the black community. And like actually how I feel about what should be done. Uh, what I'm not gonna, Yeah, I'm going to say that. What I feel like should be done in terms of like unlearning a lot of the ideologies we've learned from Christianity because that wasn't that wasn't our shit either. That was forced upon us and we all know that. But just like all of these other expectations and ideologies, we hang on to them because that is the blueprint that was given to us by white people. And I think we really need to unpack and unlearn that shit, like seriously, because that has a chokehold on the black community, Christianity, religion. That has the biggest chokehold on the black community than anything else. Anything. It informs so many of the toxic relationships that we share as black people. It informs all of that shit. And we really, really need to unpack that and unlearn and move forward. So yeah, a video about that is going to come too. But with all that being said, y'all, I feel like I've been talking for a while. I hope I made a point in this uh like in this whole podcast. Again, this is just my high tangents. So, I'm going to try to make like future videos, I guess some more structure. This is my first one. Um, I hope I didn't like veer off too much. I hope I hit the point that I was trying to make at the beginning. Again, I got ADHD. I'm really sure I got fucking ADHD. So I really can't remember what I first even started off with. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what the um not remember what the topic was, but I don't remember the point. Like I feel like I probably didn't make all the points I tried to make here. What well, tried to make here. I don't think I hit them all, but we gon' we gonna see when uh, I go back and listen to this when I'm done. I'm probably not gonna edit this first video. I'm probably just gonna add some music. I just wanted this to be casual, just to be a real tangent to kick off my podcast. <laughs> so yeah, this was me, Amari. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed. Um, please share this podcast. Um, send it to some friends. And give me, like, some comments, some feedback. Let me know what uh, you think about it. Um, and also, again, let me know other things that you guys want me to talk about later in the future. And things like that. Um, my Instagram, you can find me on Instagram at um, Amor underscore sings. Um, I was a singer. I'll also get into how my life has completely changed. I'm going to need to change that username, yeah. But for right now, it's Amor underscore sings um that is a m o u r underscore s i n g um you can find me on facebook at amar mcguire um that's a m a u r i m c g u i r e yeah and i guess i'll give y'all my email um, i feel like that's so casual i'm really a laid-back kind of kind of guy but i'm gonna give you my email that is Amari McGuire. Yeah, I know how to spell that. Um, the number four at gmail.com. You can email me too. Send me some ideas. Just make sure you put um, the High Tangents podcast or my High Tangents podcast in like the subject bar. And I don't know what you're emailing me for. But yes, <laughs> I'm going to finally end it. It's about to hit an hour. That's what I was shooting for. But okay, y'all. Thank you for listening. And you all have a nice one. Bye.